Hi there, and happy Memorial Day. I'm Robert Mathers, and this is a very special episode of Radio Free Jersey Presents of All Time. Um, are we rolling? Now, before Mike and I hosted Of All Time, we used to host another podcast called simply Radio Free Jersey. And that podcast ran for close to 200 episodes. And around the middle of that uh, run, we recorded episode number 74. But the final cut was lost. It never made it to publication. We couldn't find the final cut. We just moved on. Now, the whole Radio Free Jersey podcast is archived safely, but not available anywhere in public. I'm telling you this because today's, of all time, was supposed to be a conversation about a Memorial Day list from Philly radio station WMGK, and we had guest Lou Pellegrino back with us. Now, due to some technical difficulties, mistakes were made, only a portion of that show is around, and it's really not a big enough portion to make anything of substance with. We'll use a piece of that uh, down the road in something else. But Mike and I thought about presenting an old RFJ show for you here today. Maybe we take an old Memorial Day uh, Radio Free Jersey podcast that we did, uh, you know, like 10 years ago. And then something wonderful happened while I was uh, digging through the archives. I was able to locate the original recording session to that lost episode number 74. It was a discussion about songs with bad lyrics in them, songs we loved that had bad lyrics in them. And we were joined by guest Chris Rudsky. So this was recorded in February of 2011 at Studio 78 in Hoboken, New Jersey. So sit back and enjoy this special Lost Radio Free Jersey tape edition of Of All Time. It's not exactly a um, EPK, but it is a threat to world order. We're going there to have a chat, but it just so happens that the instruments are there as well, so... It's going to happen fast, and you're not going to get it all. And you might even hear the wrong words. Are we rolling? The revolution will be downloaded. Who says you need to buy a guitar? From wherever they are to wherever you are, this is Radio Free Jersey with Michael Marinello and Robert Mathers. This is Radio Free Jersey. I'm Robert Mathers, joined as always with... This is Michael Marinello. And... What's Rod? How are you? What's going on, Rod? How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, this may be the first time we've gone uh, in the daylight hours, uh, or at least uh, pre-noon. Yeah, we're we're trying to record early on uh, <laughs> early in the day to see how that works for you. This is episode number seventy four of Radio Free Jersey, and um, we have a, uh, a a unique idea for a theme for today's show. Last last show was just sort of a hodgepodge of stuff we'd been listening to, right. and catching as you up as a result of uh, one of the conversations we had on the last show. Rudd had this great idea. Well, thank you. And do you want to explain what it was? <laughs> well, I, I wish I actually knew what it was, because when I started doing my research, I know we had talked about songs with bad lyrics. Yep. was the Correct. first thing we talked about. Yep. But then as I got into it, it was like, there's bad songs with bad lyrics yeah. that are crap that I don't even want to listen to. Yep. Then there's good songs that I love that right. just have bad lyrics. So that's what I went with was right. songs that I actually enjoy listening to that have bad lyrics. Precisely. That, so I, that, then, that's where we came from as well. All right. Great. Did, yeah. did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I picked the uh, same kind of thing. I picked four 
I picked four of the five are artists that I think are great. Uh, that are great. They're either great songwriters or they're they're known for their songwriting, and I feel like they phoned it in. And then I have one that's just we talked about it. We were going to talk about it last time, but I saved it for this. So, but <laughs> I think that's almost a different category, though. Songwriters that are renowned as good songwriters that mailed it in and put in a bad song, right? As opposed to good songs with just bad lyrics. But these are, but that's the thing, same thing. These are really good songs, songs that you end up catching yourself singing, right? Right. And then at you're least, like, wait a minute, what did that lyric just say? Yeah. Did I just say? Yeah. Or I really love the melody, and I'll listen to it, and I have been listening to it for twenty something years, but right. oh, the lyrics just suck. So then there's another category of really popular songs that I might not dig, but just have really bad lyrics. And some of these I didn't even think of until I saw a couple of the websites out there that were like 20 worst lyric songs. Really? I'm, um, I'm interested to hear what, uh, what gets I'll on that I'll give list. you an example. <laughs> um, any song by R.E.M. Yeah. I, it would be... It, it's not even... Uh, I think that... I can't understand half their lyrics. Right. So, so half the things I say are like... Did he just say throw up in? He's like, uh, no, he says gather, throw a fit. I'm like, right. Oh, okay. Didn't hear that at all. So would that be an example of typically a good song writer or just that their lyrics just don't make any sense and they put out good songs anyway? I think the, the latter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's, uh, here's an example. Um, actually, there's a couple examples. All right. Here's, here's a good band with a really bad lyric. And then when you think about it, the whole song is based off of this one lyric. Okay. Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak. <laughs> but but you would think, all right, well there's going to be a jailbreak. People getting out of whatever. But the next lyric is somewhere in this town. Right. Pretty sure we know where the jailbreak is going to be. Somewhere in this town, it's going to be at the jail. Right. So it's a good song, really bad lyrics. So there's there's right. some examples I have of that that uh, I'll sprinkle in throughout the show. <laughs> all right. Well, who wants to jump in? Uh. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll start because this one has been uh, bothering me since the uh, since the get go since uh, the when we were in high school together and uh, this is a staple of classic rock uh, and of early MTV uh, the band ZZ Top mm-hmm. and I th- I don't even know what album this this is on uh, it's a song called Tush I always used to call it Touch but it's T U S H yeah Tush I'm just looking for some yes. Uh, Oh, <laughs> now I understand the lyrics. <laughs> um, but I, I never understood because um, ass would have been too direct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, that's so cunning. Um, uh, but my favorite line, and we've been discussing this all, all a bunch of my friends, especially a uh, uh, common friend of ours, Billy Spagnardi. Um, there's a line in there that says, "I've been bad, I've been good." Okay, the fair, fair enough. And then he says, "Dallas, Texas." Okay, so I guess that's one of the places he's been either bad or good in. And then Hollywood. So I don't know other than the... And there's no sort of explanation, no, no nothing to really uh, explain what those two places have in common, Dallas, Texas, and Hollywood. So, uh, Well, it rhymes with good. Right. Uh, as, and as my some of my other examples we'll get to, uh, that's basically all I think uh, the, uh, uh, they were going for, just something that rhymes. Give me something, anything that rhymes. Uh, happy Together by the Turtles. All right. So how is the weather? I, I never for the life of me. This actually, I was reminded of this at uh, your holiday. You guys had a holiday party, uh, a Christmas party. See, that's another thing. Can I get on a tangent here? Do you- <laughs> Absolutely. Call it Christmas, man. <laughs> yeah. Tear it up. Yeah. Do you, uh, you know, your party was, the invitation was from Santa and it yes. was a Christmas party. Yeah. But I've been so beaten down of calling things holiday parties that I just 
retroactively said, oh, yeah, you guys had a holiday party. I felt the exact same way. I, in fact, I had to almost on purpose say Christmas this year because I'd been so trained to say holiday. Right. So at Assholes. your <laughs> exactly at your Christmas party, uh, Jay, um, uh, Susie's uh, husband, fiance, fiance, yeah. Uh, he and I, uh, you had on on the TV. You had one of those uh, music channels on TV, and uh, they were playing. Oh man, I only want to be with you by uh, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. And ah, there's there's yes. a, a line in there where they quote, uh, they basically steal a couple a uh, couple lines from a Bob Dylan song. But then we were both joking around, like, oh well, it's okay because he says at the end of that uh, end of that stanza, "Ain't Bobby so cool?" I'm like, oh yeah. So uh, that that all excuse the fact I just lifted uh, the lines from there. So that got us talking, Jay and myself talking about. Uh, other kind of throwaway lyrics that they just, you know, like, I don't know what to, I don't know how to end this. So let me just throw this in here. And, uh, at the end of happy together, they're saying so happy together and, you know, building to a climax. And then for some unknown reason, they throw in the, so how is the weather? I don't know what the weather has to do with being happy together, but, uh, it it always made me chuckle and always just kind of, uh, uh, just viewed that as a throwaway line. Like, oh, God, these those guys were just lazy. They could have just ended it with Happy Together. Well, the Turtles, I think, were were <laughs> such sugary, saccharine uh, songwriters in the, in the 60s. And they were trying to be psychedelic, and then they were trying to be like really hip and cool. But it was just these two guys, Flo and Eddie, who right. from New York, who caught a break right. and wrote catchy pop songs that were kind of crap, like Eleanor. Gee, Eleanor, I think you're swell. I mean, come on now. You know, the, those two guys, Flo and Eddie, had a resurgence with the Turtles in the early, like during the MTV, early MTV era. And then yep. they... Didn't they, they parlay that into a radio? Well, gig? they started on K-Rock. They they helped start K-Rock in New York City. Wow. And it was it was Howard Stern all morning, Flo and Eddie in the afternoon. And you're like, just two totally opposite <laughs> right. kind of shows. But yeah, right. and their right. show was full of saccharine and... In fact, I think in one of those early days at K Rock, Howard was like, you know, when I was at NBC, I had to, you know, share a station with Soupy Sales, and now I got to share it with you know these two morons. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, Flo and Eddie, are they still kicking around? I do they, not. Yeah, I believe they got they're like alive. A, like I got a, like an XM serious type of show. To I'm like sure. Play. I'm sure if you turn on like TV in the middle of the night, they're doing one of these Time Life, you know, right. right. Hit songs of the sixties. Is that you know, Freedom that Rock, shit. man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn well, it up, man. Turn it up, man. So what else you got? Uh, you want me to continue? You guys want to spruce anything? Anything? Uh, any of yours uh, related to either the uh, the Turtles or ZZ Top? That's a that's a wide uh, breath I'm giving you guys. I would say no on okay. mine, but. Uh, I'll, then I'll just continue. Uh, uh, we were uh, wow, and now just realizing my my third choice also uh, involves rhyming Texas, uh, and and this guy can be accused of doing this very often. Um, Steve Miller band, Steve Miller, great guitar player, uh, some great tunes and songs that get stuck in my head, and I, I, I just always, you know, just always reminds me of summer summer concert era, you know late 80s uh, tailgating and going to the Steve Miller show at the Garden State Arts Center. Um, he's, he's known for making up words, too, right? right? Just to, to, to rhyme. Right. I can't remember the name of the song now, but it's one of the more popular ones. Where you, there's, a, there's a word like oh, in yeah. the main course that he just made up. Oh, is that a... 
I speak of the pompatus. Yes, pompatus. <laughs> whatever right. the hell yeah, pompatus I don't even know what means. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this one, th- this entire song is probably. I, I love the song, but if I stop and if I stop singing along and concentrate on the lyrics, it drives me nuts because it's just awful fifth grade or like you know sixth grade composition writing. So. Uh, Hot Blooded, which I got off of a compilation called Mullet Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, it's kind of like Thin Lizzy's or Tin Lizzy's uh, Jailbreak you were referencing before, Rod. There's some great, uh, (laughs) just I'm like, all right, we know who you're talking about. There's a line in here. It says, it's up to you. We can have a secret rendezvous. All right, fair enough. Before we do, we'll have to get away from you know who. I'm like, Okay, don't <laughs> like uh can't you just say your husband or your you know your your boyfriend uh do you have to do that and then my all-time favorite uh internal rhyming is you don't have to read my mind to know what I have in mind. So uh great job. Is that Lou Graham? Um yeah. great job rhyming mind with mind. Uh, <laughs> so uh that was the great um great great foreigner. And uh, the, I'm going to end this all up with uh, actually kind of the the one uh, before we were we were talking about oh yeah these are good lyricists uh, good songwriters that just had a, an off day uh, and I think this kind of fits into to that mold this is Elvis Costello who a lot of his lyrics are great uh, and I love all of his songs but uh, this one um, this is Possession and I think uh, it might be written about actually Elvis Presley but uh, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure but. Uh, in this one, he he lets the clunker go. Uh, you lack lust. You're so lackluster. Um, <laughs> We're doing good good songs with bad lyrics. Is is our theme here? Uh, on, on quick example number seventy four. Quick yes. example of uh, good song writers. Bad lyric. Uh-huh. I look at the floor and I see it needs sweeping. <laughs> Still, my guitar gently weeps. I saw that online as well, and yep. I actually disagree with that because it's it, the whole. <laughs> and the thing is, the actual version that made it to the White Album takes out a very poignant line that yeah. they put in the Love Album and in, in some of the, the re-releases. The, 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 the play you were staging. I uh, yeah, I I wait. So they the changed the lyric. Well, he no, he, he took a lyric out, but it's basically about. You know, the world. Did he change it from I look at the floor and no. I see it needs sweeping? No. no. <laughs> but it's a metaphor. Because he could have done that. It's not a metaphor. It's, you know, I got some shit on the floor and I need to bring the broom out. <laughs> Talk about laziness. But it's yeah. clean. But see, I always read it as, as George Harrison wanted to clean, you know, the, the, the world. Floor. The world. <laughs> That's what he says. I look at the floor and I see it needs sweeping. All right. Fair yes. enough. Or, or I, I, yeah. Or the, this. Uh, the sour relationship with uh, that's going on with the Beatles. With the floor. That's what it says. Sour. He's not real happy with the floor conditions right now. He needs to bring out a broom and sweep. Or get it made. He probably could afford one. You know, another song that popped up on a lot of these lists that I never once thought of, uh-huh. and even as a kid listening to this song, I thought that I knew what it was about, was America's Horse With No Name. You know, oh, yeah. I thought about this guy making his journey through the desert or whatever, but it was up there on the top five of every website out there for bad lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them mentioned, you know, I'm, I've been weeks and weeks and weeks or whatever on the horse with no name. And right. the guy's comment was, 
if I'm spending that much time alone in the <laughs> desert with a horse, I'm going to you know, put a name on it. Right. And then they were talking about plants and birds and rocks and things. That was just like... <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. There were plants and birds right. and rocks and things. There were cups and iPods <laughs> and papers and drinks. <laughs> right. And the floor still needs sweeping. So. <laughs> you could do just a real obvious song like that. Right. So who's next? What do you want to do? Go ahead. You're on a roll. All right. What the, the songs that I picked were songs that I loved, and the lyrics just made absolutely no sense. Like, uh, there was a lot of songs that I was looking through, and um, I'm like, well, I think I kind of get what they're saying there, at least what the tone is of the song, or what they're trying to intend by the song. And then I, I got it down to like five or six um, well, five songs that we're going to play, and then I've also got an honorable mentions category. So we'll start with Monster Magnet, Space Lord. Did you guys go see them? Uh, they no. played in New Jersey. No, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I, the, the only song I wanted to see, and it'd be the last one, and it'd be 25 minutes long. Although I would go because I, the, the chorus on it is Space Lord, Mother, Mother. And I can't believe the amount of times they say Space Lord, Mother, Mother, they wouldn't say Space Lord, Motherfucker. Right. <laughs> and it's been debated with anybody that knows the song for years if they actually say that in the song. And I've heard the live version. You can't hear it, et cetera. But I'm sorry. Are you going to say something? Uh, for those of you uh, not streaming this, uh, <laughs> uh, not streaming a, a video cast of this, which would be no one. Uh, there's a monster magnet um, magnet on oh, yeah. our... Uh, it's uh, a monster magnet. In, in the recording studio here on the refrigerator. So. I've had that for like 15 years. It was one of the promotional items that came out when the song came out. And I nice. was working at a station where they gave those out. But just a quick example. Monster magnet, Space Lord. I left my throne a million miles away. I drink from your tit. I sing, this, <laughs> I sing the blues every day. Now give me the strength to split the world in two. Yeah. I ate all the rest, and now I've got to eat you. <laughs> no idea. Monster Magnet, Space Lord. Blur, song number two. Another really good song that has really uh, unintelligible lyrics. I mean, I, got, so I guess it makes sense to somebody, right? I got my hair something by a jumbo jet. I got my head checked, checked. by a jumbo jet. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but nothing is. <laughs> That's and I'm, I'm trying to remember, when I feel heavy metal, woohoo. And I'm pins and I'm needles. Well, Woo-hoo. I lie and I'm easy all of the time, but I'm never sure why I need you. Pleased to meet you. Yeah. No idea. If you, uh, there's a great documentary. I think it's called Live Forever, kind of about the Britpop explosion of that era. And it, it basically takes kind of like, uh, it does kind of half Oasis, half Blur. And then there's also a thing on Massive Attacks uh, split in there. So then they ask a bunch of uh, Manchester, uh, Mancunian uh, construction workers about who they like better. And of course, they're talking about Oasis and how much they like them. And uh, then they're like, well, what do you think of Blur? And all they do is just do the woo-hoo. You mean woo-hoo? <laughs> just uh, it's really just all obviously mocking, mocking them. Yeah. So I just, but, well, One thing about that song is uh, it's the second song on the album. It's yep. two minutes long, yeah. and there's a lot of two references in there. I don't, mm-hmm. And it's called song number two. Yeah. I, I, I actually, the, the albums all, before, the, the two albums before that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, Park Life and... Modern Life is Rubbish, maybe. Uh, uh, the Great Escape. I can't remember what the other one is. But they're, yeah, they're, uh, it's a, 
it's a little more British centric, uh, yeah. especially than that. That is a lot more. Sounds a lot more like uh, American alternative, like a lot more like pavement esque. Right. But yeah, I, th- those, those lyrics make no sense. No. Here's the next one. This is uh, another European guy. Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. Dave's on sale again. We kissy kiss in the rear view. We're so bored. You're to blame. No idea. I've never heard that. Is that you? Is have. that David Bowie? I have. That is Bush. Everything Zen. Oh <laughs> yeah, great song, right? Yeah. No idea why Mickey Mouse has grown up to be a cow. I mean, it's right. it's a mouse and then it's a cow. Right. Mouse mice don't grow up to be anything more than right. mice. Right. Is uh, who's uh, is that, that's Gavin Rossdale, right? right. Yeah. Or is that? Do they also do Machine Head? Because yeah. that that was another one where they say like it's Machine Head, yep. and then he's like Machina Head. Yeah. What's He's what, a weirdo. What what gives there? I don't know. I'm asking you. You guys are the the uh, the lyricists. Just to take a, a side note here, I'll go back to my list of. This is kind of a hodgepodge of various songs and various lyrics. We talked about earlier about uh, the the lyric from "While My Guitar, guitar Gently Re- uh, Yeah Weeps." And we talked about America's Horse with No Name. Here's here's a bad song with bad lyrics that somehow made it into pop culture. I'm too sexy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm too sexy for my shirt. For whatever, really. <laughs> no way I'm for disco cat, dancing. Right? Yeah. I'm too yeah. sexy for my cat. How does yeah. a cat even know? Yeah. No way I'm That's disco a very dancing. good question. <laughs> I had a cat. But I don't what, think what that is he? I, I don't even know. He says something like, I'm a something. You know what I mean. I'm a, I'm a model. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the catwalk. That's the sexiness. <laughs> You see, that was a classic. I've never even bothered paying attention. To I whatever. dated a girl back then who loved Right Said Fred. Really? Did yep. they have anything loved other than that, that song? song or loved Right Said from Fred? that song and then wanted to go see them in concert? Wow. I'm like, really? I had Did to take you her, go? I took her to a club in Manhattan. You went and saw Right Said Fred. I walk in the door <laughs> and, you know, it's just not my scene at all in fact we may have been the only heterosexual couple that now, went to this thing they're they're like what two big bald german dudes i think so yeah german is a good word for it sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes are you johnny ray are you slim ray are you Fay ray who wants to know who wants to know you guys remember that song it was a huge hit are you stingray are you link ray are you jimmy ray that was the name of the song. Are You Jimmy Ray by Jimmy Ray. I don't know. I can't place it in my... All right. It's a steaming pile of crap <laughs> is what it is. So it's, it's okay that you guys don't remember that. All right. We'll get back to my list real quick. Soundgarden, Rusty Cage. Nice. All right. When the forest burns along the road like God's eyes in my headlights. Almost could kind of make sense if you're traveling and you see a forest you know, burning right. and it kind of looks like God's eyes. But then it goes when the dogs are looking for their bones and it's raining ice picks on your steel shawl. No idea. <laughs> kind of fits the thing. All right. I'll run through my honorable mentions real quick and then I'll get to my last song. Right. You guys familiar with the song Astronomy, originally done by Blue Oyster Cult, covered by Metallica? Yeah. 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 No idea what the hell that song's about. Half a Blue Oyster Cult shit doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Dropkick Murphys, I'm shipping up to Boston. Would yeah. love to know how he lost his wooden leg. Would love to know why, he, what Boston has to do with his wooden leg. No idea. Right. Pretty much any song from Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, or Tool. No idea what the hell they're talking about right. half the time. Tool, I 
kind of don't want to know what he's talking about half the time. I mean, I don't want to know what Stink Fist is about. <laughs> I don't want to know about shit, blood, and cum on my hands and, and all that stuff. So just enjoy the songs. Red Hot Chili Peppers have more songs with the, the, the states and cities in them than uh, anybody else, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, Limp Biscuit, the Nookie. Yeah. Mm. Love the song. Really stupid lyrics. <laughs> really, really bad lyrics. And my favorite bad lyric is from a song from Ludacris. I don't know if you guys ever heard the song Stand Up, no. where he's talking about his, oh, his yeah. bling. And he says, feels like a midget is hanging from my <laughs> necklace. That's my favorite bad lyric. All right, so my final um, right, good grand, song with... Grand, uh, grand with, prize winner. Yes. Uh, my final uh, good song with bad lyrics is Chop Suey. From System of a Down. <laughs> and the lyrics are, wake up, grab a brush, and put on a little makeup. Almost makes sense. Kind of like the Beatles song. Right. Woke up. Yep. yep. Got out of bed. Blah, blah, blah. And then he says again, grab a br- uh, brush and put on a little. And then there's nothing. Hide the scars to fade away the. Hide the scars to fade away, or fade away the. Why do you leave the keys upon the table? Here you go. Create another fable. That's what we're doing here today. We're talking about great songs with bad lyrics. All yes. right. And now we have RDM. So what I did, again, took great songs with bad lyrics, and then I went to some of my favorite artists to, you know, I, again, could have, could have taken some things I was into or just bad songs with bad lyrics. But no, I really wanted to challenge the artists that I have followed my entire life. And this is somewhat of an easy shot, though, the one I'm going to start out with. Uh, I mean, in certain circles, if you attack a beetle, that's, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's blasphemy. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to attack Paul McCartney. Yeah, I think we've set the tone on that all right, already. <laughs> the floor still needs sweeping, by right. the way. Yeah, especially a man that, that uh, would have been celebrating his 68th birthday, you're, you're kicking. Um, <laughs> I'm really not. Yeah, I guess. Well, I, no, yeah. no. But I'll I'll back you. There there are whole George Harrison albums that suck. Gone yeah. Tropo. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, that, it did. So they, it sucks so bad that they're like, wow, he was one of the Beatles. Yeah, not even going to make it into the charts. <laughs> not at all. I'm going to hit Paul McCartney because Paul McCartney has touted himself as this incredible songwriter. People want to be Lennon. You know, artists want to be Lennon McCartney. Who's the next Paul McCartney uh, in terms of songwriting? He's written some great songs like Yesterday, which, of course, started out being called Scrambled Eggs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's written some really beautiful songs. He's also written some crap, as yeah. John Lennon called him out on in How Do You Sleep? Right. In 1970, Paul McCartney released his first solo album called McCartney. It's the best song on the album is Maybe I'm Amazed. That was the biggest hit. Um, although the first track actually is a song called The Lovely Linda. We, all right, so he's talking about his, his wife at the time. But the really, my favorite song on the album is a song called That Would Be Something. It's got a great guitar riff. It's just this really great kind of bluesy acoustic song. Yep. But the lyrics suck. The lyrics <laughs> literally are, that would be something. It really would be something. That would be something to meet you in the falling rain, mama. Meet you in the falling rain. And he just repeats that over and over again. Well, yeah. what, what would it be to meet? I mean, it's got to be more than just something. What would you do in the falling rain? You know, <laughs> three years ago, you were talking about doing it in the road. Is that what you're going to do here? I don't know. What's going on? Is it really his mother or is he talking about his wife? Is he talking about another woman? Who knows? Right. Chest Fever from the band, from music from Big Pink. The band was uh, uh, Bob Dylan's backup band in the, uh, in the mid-60s and Robbie Robertson and Rick Danko. And 
uh, Levon Helm, the, Up on Cripple Creek, great song. Um, you know, they the had a bunch they of stuff. They drove Dixie down, yeah, great lyrics. Inc- incredible great lyrics. This one, Chest Fever, it's a great, um, and I remember playing this all the time when I started in radio in Boston. I mean, it right. was like every air shift I had, this got slotted in. Um, except for the middle horn section, it's a, it's a great um, rhythm. Although Levon Helm and uh, Rick Danko singing, it reminds me of that skit on Saturday Night Live now, where like the the two people in matching sweaters come out on uh, on Weekend Update and they're supposed to sing their new song, and you know they right. haven't rehearsed. And they and make it up as they go along. That's what this sounds like. The worst I, lyric. I, I I have to admit I love this song, but I have I I can't even tell you what the lyrics are. No, I know she's a tracker. Any Scarlet would back her. Oh, and it really I mean and when you and, and, you know, as you go, go back and rewind it, it up. and you're like what why I really think they were making up lyrics as they go along it comes the 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 pinnacle of that is she's stoned said the Swede and the half and the moon calf agreed <laughs> maybe he's hanging out with Mickey Mouse he grew up a cow he jumped over the moon <laughs> One of the best uh, American songwriters, I think, arguably of the last century, um, although he's somewhat of a train wreck who shouldn't drive right now, is Billy Joel, <laughs> Long Island's own Billy Joel. I mean, hundreds of uh, songs he's written, he's he's awards and Grammys and all that sort of stuff, and he's written. You know, some- he actually says he hates writing lyrics. Really? Yeah, he said that he he had dreams of becoming a composer, hmm. not a pop star, rock star, whatever he was. He uh, he's embarrassed by most of his lyrics. He said he said that uh, this was on Stern like a couple of months ago, and uh, they brought in a piano, let him play, and just let him talk about all the songs. It was a really great interview, and he was saying that he hates putting lyrics to his songs, but he wow. has to in order to make them commercially wow um, sellable. I'm surprised Stern didn't just ask him about Christy Brinkley for oh he three did hours he did in <laughs> fact not to get off on the side, but apparently Christy Brinkley wasn't the song wasn't the the What's the model song? The Uptown, Uptown Girl? Girl? Yeah. Wasn't written about her. Huh. It was written about um, some other supermodel that was with Christy Brinkley that he was banging first before. Really? Yeah. He met Christy Brinkley and like, I want to say like El McPherson or right. some, some like some, supermodel some, or something some, like yeah. that. And there was some other model there too. And uh, they were, he was playing like just, he just checked into a hotel. Right. And there was a piano in the lobby. So he's waiting for his room. So he's playing on the piano. And uh, Christy Brinkley, L or whoever the hell it was, and the other girl, she, like, were checking in too and came over and saw him playing the piano. And he ended up walking out with the other supermodel, wrote that song, and then was dating her, like, overseas for a little while and then ended up with Christy Brinkley. Wow. Yeah. And she was in the video, I think, yeah, right? She yes. was in the video. You want to talk about fifth grade? I mean, but all right. So even though he uh, doesn't like writing lyrics, well, he's, he's written. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, New York. He's renowned uh, for New York State of Mind. Um, yeah. uh, she's got away. She's yep. a woman. You know all that. Then you talk about fifth grade composition. <laughs> you know, one of his biggest hits is uh-huh. "We Didn't Start the Fire," mm-hmm. which came out when we were all in high school. Yeah. I could do. I mean, I could sit there. It's literally just a list. It's there's no story to it. He just Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally just. And then does this? We didn't start the fire. It's. When, I'm going to read the newspaper. I'm going to pull one line out of everything. Right. At least John Lennon, when he wrote "Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite," took a whole poster for a circus and made a story around it. Right. And lo- you know, looped it all together. Right. This sucks, and yet. Everybody loves it. I remember I, <laughs> senior year in high school or, or uh-huh. junior year, whenever it came out, 
They taught this. It was like it became a lesson plan. You could, you know, really? listen to the song and you could go, you know, who were the Rosenbergs? Right. You know, what was an H bomb? Right. The, catcher what the was thalidomide? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I remember at the time listening to that song and discussing with uh, a friend of mine, like, this is the worst. This is the biggest cop out of songwriting I've ever heard. This song is awful. And we just would be befuddled by the fact that, like, I cannot believe. This is this big of a hit, and this is such. There's a- some Beck songs that are like that too. Well, it's right. him watching TV yeah. and throwing lyrics together. But it's also right. like uh, uh, oh, I can't. It's the one from REM that's a lot like "We Didn't Start the Fire." Where oh, it's oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, um, "Man on the Moon." Oh no, no, no. 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 Um, he's just uh, running through a list uh, of things. Right. But Lenny Bruce and Lester Banks. It's the end no, of the, the world. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from the honorable mention category. Um, again, uh, since I opened the door with McCartney, and or actually Rudd opened the door with George Harrison, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit Harrison, Clapton, and. Um, and, McCartney and, and Ringo Starr. Really? One, there's a great... The last Cream album, there's a, the biggest hit off of that album was called Badge. And it's written by <laughs> Eric Clapton and George Harrison. I love that song, too. It's a great And there's song. a line in there, um, I told you about the swans that they live in the park. Right. right. They were high as kites, right, and it stuck for a line. Ringo Starr comes in with two bottles of wine. This is according... This is, this is from the gospel according to George Harrison. <laughs> Ringo comes in with two bottles of wine and Was goes, George sweeping when he... <laughs> Came in or no? <laughs> he goes, hey, I got a line for you. <laughs> I know the swans. I told you about the swans. They live in the park. I mean, but it's it is a, a ridiculous song. So again, I'm attacking um, bands that I loved. I've seen the Grateful Dead over fifty times. Love the Grateful Dead. I think Robert Hunter and Jerry Garcia are incredible lyricists. The songs tell stories and 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 all that. <laughs> if you're high, baby. <laughs> right. If you're if you're trying to sell some burritos in the parking lot yeah. to get to, to get to uh, the Marriott, some whippets and the munchies and the songs <laughs> make sense, but they need to get to the Capitol Center and land over Merrill. <laughs> <laughs> One of their songs that was a, a hit off of the uh, 1987 In the Dark album is called West L.A. Fadeaway. It's about the last days of uh, or last hours of John Belushi because he died at the Chateau Marmont. But pretty much, it's the whole. West L.A. fadeaway, West L.A. fadeaway, little red light on the highway, big green light on the speedway. <laughs> Makes yeah, no I sense. See those. He just, I mean, like blues songs will repeat over and over again the same thing, but at least there's... You you know what's going on. This makes absolutely no no sense about it. Right, and then but, uh, he, again, he, this is a, another. It's funny, both that and Chess Fever, two songs I love. And, oh yeah, uh, like I, I mean, I'll I'll get cows I'll, giving kerosene, <laughs> <laughs> hauling items for the mob. You know the pay was pathetic. It's a shame the boys couldn't be more copacetic. Hmm. Copacetic is a made up John, uh, uh, not John Kerouac. Um, uh, 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 what's his name? Kerouac. Yeah. We'll just call him Kerouac. Jack, Kerouac. Jack Kerouac. Uh, word for like cool. Well, then say that. <laughs> pompatus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I say pompatus. Um. So the last one, and I, I'm, I'm taking a shot here. I, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going off of the uh, artist that I really like. Although it's a song, every time it comes on, I get annoyed. I can't help singing it. Uh huh. I actually kind of like this song because I've heard it and you know yep. ad nauseum growing up here in New Jersey. Yep. 
It's uh, our a, resident cowboy, <laughs> our resident, <laughs> our resident New Jersey cowboy, uh, John Bongiovi. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's wanted dead or alive. The first time I saw it, heard the song was in uh, a Miami Vice episode where Willie Nelson played a, a old time, like an old Texas Ranger. Oh, that's great. And was hunting down a drug dealer. And this was, you know, it was a great, I, this is a great song. And then as I got older and I listened to the lyric, cause it wasn't about going to the mall or picking up a girl from the mall or right. Frankie and Johnny or, or whatever. Or that, working on the dock. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, it's kind of a country song. <clears throat> Sometimes you tell the day by the bottle that you drink. And times when you're alone, all you do is think. <laughs> really? Seriously? That, that's, that's true. But I'm going to actually, this version of the song, I'm going to go, if, if somebody were to, I'm going to go one further with this, because there is a, a god-awful song, well, there's every song by Wham, I think, is god-awful. <laughs> there's a song called Careless Whisper, which girls love. I was just talking about it earlier with a, a female friend of mine. She's like, oh, that's a great song. <laughs> Really? Well, it's about cheating, but it sucks. It's wham. But of course, Girls Careless like Whisper it. showed up on one of those lists, too. So did Rush, Tom Sawyer. Really? The yeah. modern day warrior? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Uh, do, 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 do. But do you know exa- anything about what it's about? No. I don't either. About what? Tom Sawyer? Yeah. No. No idea. Careless, careless Whisper. What 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 was what I did so wrong, so wrong that you had to leave me alone? That's the end of the song. The entire song, he's talking about how he cheated on her and he's never going to dance again. That's a shame. Never, never going to cheat. That's too bad. Right. No, he says, he, you know... Uh, he feels so guilty about it. I'm never going to dance again the way I dance with you. Well, sure. And, and of course, dance is a, you know, metaphor, I'm sure. Right. It's a poorly worded metaphor. Well, uh, we've been spending some time with you guys today going over uh good songs great songs even arguably and and some bad ones that right. have uh, really horrible lyrics do you have any other honorable mentions rod well just looking through the list um young black and famous with money hanging out of my anus <laughs> from p diddy oh awesome um anything from nickelback has about the worst lyrics you can come up with i mean I, just terrible um, nickel crap, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Lincoln Park, I would say anything that's uh, in any one of their songs, they might as well just write, I hate my daddy, I hate my daddy, and yell it, and then whisper it, and then yell it, and then say, I hate my daddy again. Uh, in fact, in one of the, the songs, the lyric is, uh, well, the, the line is, uh, all these words that make no sense. I find bliss in ignorance. Yeah, that you do. Um, our house in the middle yeah. of the street makes <laughs> oh, no sense yes. in any way, With shape, the or cats form. Cats in the yard. Right. Yep. And uh, I think that's all I got for uh, uh, this. One of my honorable mentions was uh, uh, 10 years after I'd Love to Change the World. Uh, just the absolute cop out of it, which is I'd Love to Change the World. But I don't know what to do, <laughs> so I'll leave that all to you. Like, great asshole! What the fuck? <laughs> well, I think a lot of this stuff like, is perception too. I mean, somebody could listen to a song and be like, "Yeah, I know exactly what that's right. about." And then, yeah, and then, you were, and then other you were people stoned, would, uh, you, yeah, you, you lazy. Then other hack. people would look at it and go, "What the fuck are well, you talking about?" I was about? gonna, I was gonna dive through the Doors catalog. Oh, um, oh but, yeah. but you know, eat it, more it, chicken <laughs> any man ever seen. Well, that's an old blues song. I mean, you could go all this. But is he actually talking about chicken? Oh, well, it's a metaphor for most of of that stuff. Blues, you know, in particular, is is a metaphor that they could get on the radio for sex. Right. 
So it's not going down on a girl or anything, or it's it's eating chicken as sex. Well, or going down on a girl, sure, yeah. All right. I'm just confused because I thought that wasn't cool for the blues guys to do that back in the day. And all that. Oh, no. I, it's yeah. the Italians that are uh, right. that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think, so we, we could have gone through the doors. And then, you know, it was the back of my head was that line from Almost Famous with, you know, the doors, you know, Jim, Jim Morrison's, Morrison's a drunk, drunk buffoon. buffoon. Po- trying to be poetic, proposing to be poetic. So, all right. Well, there you go. I think that's going to wrap it up here for episode number 74. I'm Michael Marinello. I'm Rudd. And I'm Robert Mathers. We'll see you next time. Thanks. See you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this special Lost RFJ tape episode. Uh, Mike and I will be back next week with a brand new episode of Of All Time. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Radio Free Jersey.